This week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast is brought to you by a guy who doesn't know what cicadas are. Do you hear that? The trees, they're screaming all day and all night. When I get close to the trees to investigate, enraged winged insects fly at me. I don't know what we did, but Mother Nature is obviously super pissed. Everyone else on my street seems to be ignoring the battle cries of the trees with their headphones. But I refuse to be ignorant to the impending attack from the plant kingdom. I bought a chainsaw from Home Depot and have invited my asshole neighbor who replaced his lawn with AstroTurf over to hang out in my driveway as a way of baiting the trees to attack. Once the fighting starts, I'm gunning that chainsaw and I won't stop until there's nothing but splinters on the ground. Pray for me and pray for humanity. The fight has begun. Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Good day to you, friend. On this week's episode, Justin shares his thoughts on his recent D&D board game experience and then busts out a list of movie sequels that came out much later than the original. We're talking 10 plus years. We then talk about how the delayed release affected the overall story and whether it was still relevant or if it was just nostalgia fueling the movie. So dust off your VHS copy of your favorite childhood movie, Rewind the tape because you're an awful person who never rewinds after watching, and get ready to face your nostalgia in episode 250 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast, everybody. Hope you're doing well. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we don't really do that anymore, do we? We don't introduce no, ourselves. I guess I never even really thought of that. We don't. Yeah. We kind of just stopped doing that. Just like, you guys know what you're getting. You know? Well, I guess, yeah. After we rearrange the new uh, intro, or we just kind of start. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, too, 200 something episodes in, people should know. 200 something. You know this is episode important. 250, man. That's what I'm. This is two five zero. Two five zero, baby. Two five zero. Two five zero. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is great, man. I, I know what you're saying. It's two fifty. Yeah, but do you? Yeah. yeah, I do. Good. You fucking idiot. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, Nothing's changed in 250 episodes, folks. Still the same. Random aggression is still there, ladies and gentlemen. It's still there, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um. So I just wanna I wanna take a moment and just check in on you all, on the listeners, on the viewers, and everything, and just life's been crazy, man. It's been crazy. Uh, it's a wild time. Life's pretty rough right now for a lot of people. A lot of people are feeling hurt. They're feeling angry. They're scared. 
It's super easy to get sucked into a social media black hole of emotional destruction. And I know because I do this every night, no matter how much I tell myself not to, I just get sucked in. And being a white man, this has been a pretty uncomfortable time for me. And I recognize that that's a good thing. So that being said, you still have to be good to yourself. You still have to be good for others and challenge yourself right now. Our challenge to you is to listen show compassion and practice empathy and make sure that we're being good humans out there because it's a wild time and it's a great time for us to grow. It's a great time for us to achieve some wonderful things. So, you know, I hope you all are doing great. I hope you all are staying safe. I hope you all are having some tough conversations and having some tough opportunities to reflect on yourselves. Cause I know I have, and I had some rough days, but when I look at it, I'm like, this is good. I need to do this. I need to have these moments. So how have you been doing, Justin? Good. I mean, about the same. Like I've, I've, uh, I've been taking a, a very, very severe break from social media because I, uh, again, kind of where we were last week, I didn't want to cloud, cloud the waters. And I just wanted to listen. I wanted to hear the conversations that were being had. And I thought it was important for me to just shut the fuck up for a while and, and, and listen and, and learn and figure out and, without really having anyone explain it to me, just listen to the conversations being had and kind of educate myself. So I picked up some literature, um, some good books. Uh, I, I, I'm very hopeful that the, that it doesn't seem like it's quieting down. I feel like people are, it at least hopefully seems at this point that people are kind of understanding that this is not just a, uh, this news cycle thing that it needs to, the conversation needs to continue on. So, I'm just hoping that people do, like you said, have those hard conversations. You know, there's, there's been a few times where, you know, even, even recently where I've had to be like something, something came up and I'm like, yeah, you know, I have to, no, we can't, that's not going to fly. We've got to, we've got to rethink how we're going to do that. You know, there was a, a project that was being worked on and I, I uncomfortably stood up and said, Hey, look, this element of this doesn't feel right. And everyone else was like, you know, didn't think of it that way. And it, I honestly didn't know how that was going to go. And it, help me feel comfortable for the next time to to be even more comfortable to speak up so i'm i feel like i'm falling into a nice little groove and i uh i just hope to see everything continue that's awesome similarly yeah. i had um um i had a i mean i don't want to get too much into it i don't want to give too many details but i had a i had a someone i knew from a long time ago reach out to me and uh they they were sharing some information with me that i did not agree with and uh, normally I just kind of like brush that off and be like, why rock the boat? But I felt compelled to have a, I think it was a polite discussion about where I'm like, I don't, I don't think this is what you think it is. So a situation and um, I literally skipped out on a meeting <laughs> to have this conversation. I was like, nah, this needs to take place. Like I can't, yeah. I can't let this go. So. Um, and those are the, that's the way I look at that. Is like those are the kind of conversations I need to have moving forward. I'm a typically not rock the boat kind of guy. I'm like, right. if those situations come up, I can't. I'm not gonna, you know, rip off my shirt and uh, put on my gloves and pull out the knife from my boot. But I need to essentially be like, I'm not gonna let stuff like that just slide on by. I have to make sure that I'm like, eh, you should consider consider being compassionate practicing empathy so that being said i hope you all are safe i hope you're all taking care of yourselves i hope you're taking care of other people it's, it's a weird time but again i think it's needed and uh here's to hoping that we're all gonna get a little bit better out of this 
So with that, let's transition into a little bit of news. Um, We've got a couple new pieces of merch out there, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a very excited, very, very excited because uh, we have a I Will Haunt Your Butt t-shirt now available on the Mind Gap store. That's at teespring.com slash stores slash 2E8. That's the number 2, the letter E, the number 8. It's an adorable little ghost who says he's going to haunt your butt. Available now. And then we also have a retro uh, Mind Gap podcast uh, logo t-shirt. So that's available. If you're on Twitch, just head down to the panel at the bottom. You can find them all listed there. Available uh, unisex t-shirts as well as ladies t-shirts. So very cozy stuff. Which my wife... Jill, she got her uh, T-shirt the other day, which is pretty cool. If you guys want to see what it looks like, go to our Insta Insta Media page and uh, and check it out. There's a there's a lovely picture of Jill modeling the shirt for everyone. Yes, she said it was very cozy, and she wore it all day <laughs> instead of just taking the picture and ripping it off. So and then going get this uncomfortable piece of get shit this off scratchy me. piece of shit off my body. All right, <laughs> I did my I did my due diligence. Now get it out of here. So. <laughs> Um, very excited about that. And, uh, I have ideas. I've got another idea for another one that I'm very excited about that. I didn't actually get to tell you before we went on, went on the air. Yeah. So. Guys, I don't know anything about this. So, uh, yes. yeah, I'm just as in the dark as everybody else. Super excited to share that one with you. Um, and then also, uh, just a reminder, we've got the video game live stream this Saturday, 8 PM central time. And we're doing another round of Jackbox games, but this time we're doing Jackbox Party Pack 3. If you hung out a couple weeks ago, uh, we dove into a little bit of Quiplash 2. We're going to be playing that, which is essentially a faster version of Joke Boat. It's really, really good. <laughs> that and sounds horrible. No, it's great. It's really, really fun. Uh, actually, what a round. I'm proud of myself. Way to go, Doug. Yay! Boo, 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 boo. Uh, Chelios was there. Jerbus was there. We all had a really good time. Um, so stop on by for that. And we'll. Pr- there's a couple other games in there that are interested, interesting to check out. So... Uh, Saturday, 8 p.m. Central Time. And speaking of the video game stream, we just did a very fun one recently, last Saturday. And you, sir, were one of the stars of the show. Justin participated in the Dungeons & Dragons board game fantasy adventure that we played on Tabletop Simulator. And I just want to give you, sir, a round of applause. Hit that applause on on the old soundboard because you, sir... Not only were you kind enough to participate, but you did a really good job. So kudos. Thank you very much. Tell tell everyone how it went. I got to give all the credit in the world. Well, first off, you did a fantastic job of setting it up and making sure we felt comfortable and giving us tutorial. For those of you who don't know what goes on behind the scenes at Mind Gap Podcast, uh, Doug is a very benevolent god. He uh, <laughs> he give he gifted us a uh, two tutorial sessions. Because three of the four people who were on this campaign, is it a campaign? Did I use that? Yeah, it's a campaign. Sweet. Uh, (laughs) Two of the the three of the four people who were on this campaign had never played before. So um, brand new. And uh, Doug scheduled two separate hour long tutorials to walk us through, make sure we had no questions to let us get all the bullshit out of our system. So we would act, behave and act properly on the the stream. We did all right. You did great. Um, but uh, and I also got to give massive credit to Eric, like our <laughs> he, because I was. <laughs> let me tell you, from my perspective, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons before, so this was my very first just 
dipping my toe into what Doug calls D and D light. Um, I, for the record also, I am in, incredibly intimidated for regular D and D because <laughs> if this was D and D light, fuck me. No. Yeah. I mean, no. Chelios can no. attest to that. She's a part of my Dungeons and Dragons group that we do weekly. It's, it's a lot. I, I just yeah. remember because what'll yeah. happen is dungeon master will describe a scene and you'll be, and he's like, all right, now what do you want to do? And it's like, I just felt over and I'm like, well, what, what can we do? What are the options? Like, what are we supposed right. to do? And Chelio says, it's all about the DM. It's just like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then, right. you know, you, then you get, and not to mention, then you get into combat and combat is just, it's wild. It's really wild. And just understanding like what's there, what works, what doesn't, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. It's, it is a lot. I feel much more comfortable with it now, but yeah. this at least it's a board game for those of you who aren't familiar with it. And essentially everything's pre-generated for you. It's a very linear path the whole there's no D20 die or anything like that. Everything is just color-coded and, like, are, there's symbols. There are yes. 20 dies. Yes. But, but there's not a one-sided mm-hmm. or a one 20-sided die. I, it's it's Dungeons & Dragons with training wheels yes. is essentially what this is. It's yeah. if, you, if you just, if you're not feeling your balance, you can hop on and you can feel comfortable that you've got some guidance. It's bumpers yeah. on, the, on the bowling alley lane. It's it's much um, more if, structured and which makes which I love. Jumped into a regular one, I would have lost my mind. I mm. would have been so off the rails. It would not have been entertaining to watch at all. Yeah. Even in this one, there's just so much to consider. Like, and that's why I got to give credit to Eric is because he uh, he was strategizing like, well, you know, Jared, if you come in here and stand here, then we can do this and this and this. You guys think that's okay? And in my head, I'm like, yep, absolutely. Let's. <laughs> Let's do it. Let me shoot my moisture missile. What was it? Magic, Magic missile. That's the one. Let me, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get all up in that moisture missile. I'm sending some phallic-sized objects your way, and they're magical. Hope they don't hit you. I roll a ten. <laughs> a long ten. Did it? Did it hit? <laughs> Uh, no, it was, uh, he, he strategized, he, uh, you know, he made it, you know, he, he, he made it easy for us. Cause I would have just bum rushed the room and been like, ah, missiles. I'm out of magic points. <laughs> Welcome back slotty. Yeah. Cause the, the best part was you decided to, uh, roll to, to see if your magic missiles did anything and you got zero. So then, and this is always the best part about these kinds of games is then you, you start to think, well, if you were that bad, like, what happened? What did your character do? And everyone in the chat was like, oh, his hands were so sweaty that he was just, like, super moist and nervous that he was just like, ah! you just, like, like you know, you pulled out your finger guns, you're like, Bee-doo-doo! you just shot your, just everything. It was like uh, um, Dumb and Dumber, where Jim Carrey's just bam, 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 bam. It's like, you are a terrible shot! It's like, just firing it out there. Lloyd! <laughs> You are a terrible shot. <laughs> I uh, I think I'm excited for next time because now that I have, I in no way, shape, or form feel like I have a good grasp on it. I have mm-hmm. an okay grasp on it. And so I'm excited for the next time to see if I'm a little bit more in the, like when I roll, I'd like to say, you know, 
I move forward, you know, towards the impending goblet. Like I'd love, I'd love <laughs> to get into the story, as you know, yeah. D and D people do, yeah. and uh, and and have a little bit more fun with it. So I'm excited to see how 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 the next uh, leg of this campaign, the goes. next adventure. That's what I cement. Yep. That's what I cement. I. That's. <laughs> that's what I, what I cement. cement. Yeah, so I, I had a blast. You guys were wonderful, and you guys are very, you know, and my favorite thing, too, is Eric does have, he has experience with, fan, with just a lot of role-playing games, so he was yeah. so politely just sort of guiding you guys. He, just, he was amazing. He was yeah. like, hey, maybe we should have, uh, you know, Regdar go out first since he's, you know, the tank, and, like, uh, it was it was very good, so... <laughs> I had an yeah. absolute blast doing it, and the chat uh, had a blast too. And big shout out to Chef Mike Harris, yeah, for, right, uh, for popping in and and sending someone our way. That was yeah. very appreciated. Yeah. He's a big D and D fan, and I would strongly recommend people checking out his YouTube page, his Twitch presence, his social medias. Yeah, because he streams D and D too. So yeah, he also is a fantastic chef. So he does stuff on YouTube where very Chef true. Mike cooks. So he just did something recently with Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and he made like bread out of it. Ice cream bread. Ice cream bread. It looked amazing. So, right. yeah. So, woof inflation. Sure hit the sit-up button hard. <laughs> what did you change it to? Jeff? I adjusted it slightly. Just slightly, you know. Look, Slotty, here's the thing. Once we're done with this, it's going back. Don't worry about it. I'm going to get in. I don't know how Twitch works, but I'm going to start poking around. I'm going to figure things For out. For the listeners out there, if you're not too familiar, uh, we have rewards points you can cash in by hanging out on the Twitch stream. And one of them is, you know, to make us do push-ups and sit-ups. So, um, you know, I just increased it a little bit. We're trying to make it interesting. I don't know if that makes it interesting, but, you know, there what you go. What is it now? I don't remember. Is it 1,000? Someone tell me. Oh, my me. God. You doubled it. It went from 500 to 1,000. Come on. How sore were you? Just, yeah, a sl- doubling it. just a slight doubling. Yeah. How sore are you the next day? Not too bad, but I definitely was like, I did I did sit-ups yesterday. I did 30 sit-ups in an hour and a half. I almost thought about increasing the hydrate one because you guys were just like, hydrate, 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 hydrate. Or yeah, my- we did. There, there's one on here where so you can redeem points to make Doug and I drink water. And on the stream, Doug is the host, so he's the only one doing these things. So I rallied everyone, and Jared and I were were pushing everyone to redeem all their points to make Doug do nothing but drink water. And uh, yeah, yeah. We apparently, I missed several, do. but I but I also <laughs> ran out of water, so I was like, I can't. Like I didn't anticipate that. <laughs> so if you guys haven't already, it's just it's a simple instruction: go check out our video game stream yeah. Saturday nights at eight p.m. You got cool That's people fun. like Slotty. Uh, Jared, Chelios, and all sorts of people are hanging out. We're having a good time, relaxing, and uh, just being silly. So, like I said, Jackbox Games this Saturday. So come hang out and be silly, and let's have some fun. Did you happen to catch the trailer that dropped today? I did. Were you a... Well... No. Tell tell them what it was. So, uh, the Bill and Ted Face the Music trailer came out today. It was a teaser. Um... And it, it it exists. It's a thing. <laughs> were you <laughs> were you uh, a fan of the original movies? Did you did you get into them? They're a part of my childhood, but I don't know if a I have raving, s- a rave review. <laughs> they I saw them. I've seen them. Yes. All right. I've I've absolutely consumed them. Um, I remember watching Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey a lot. Okay. The second one. Um, 
But I, in I, fairness, that one came out in 1991. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I feel like the the people who were born a few years before us, that's really where it hit. Like if yeah. you were, if you were in your like full on in your teens mm-hmm. in the early 90s, that I I feel like that's where you would have just like glommed onto those. Yeah, I think you and I were like probably five years too early for those. Yeah, because I would have been if the second one came out in 91, I would have been like nine. So yeah. I was. So I was or eight. I can't do math, but whatever. More or less, like I remember, like renting that movie for like a sleepover or something like yeah. that, and and watching it and not really understanding what was going. On. I remember I'm watching. I, I I enjoyed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and stuff like that, but I didn't. It didn't become. It wasn't like Goonies to me, or sure. something like that. So when they said they were making the sequel, I'm like, okay, congrats. I guess. Um, yeah. You know, it just it seems pretty absurd but i like keanu reeves um and uh you know i love the because we talked about this not that long ago i'm a huge alex winter fan so the the concept of it of it being like hey you guys are supposed to essentially change change the future with your music and then they hadn't and they're like you know i like that idea that they kind of they're playing in front of like just ridiculous like two dollar beer nights whatever yeah. it is that they're doing when they were supposed they were to supposed to they were supposed to write a song that would unite the world and mm-hmm. save the universe and 30 years later they still have not written that in song and yeah. so it's now them reconciling with the fact that did they fail or is it still coming what are they doing with it so like oh yeah initially doug and i were talking about how they they were like well do we make it where they you know fall out of friendship and find their friendship again is it over a woman is it over a whatever mm-hmm. and i think we were in agreement that taking it from this route is a very unique look at, you know, a, a buddy. Cause most buddy movies like this, it's, it's about the, the friends either fighting over someone or falling out of friendship and finding that friendship again. And this is a completely building off the uh, history of that franchise, which is a, a unique idea. When I like that, because I want to bring this up again, because I think it's really important. Monsters university is not a good movie. And, <laughs> And that that movie, aside from it being just absolutely atrocious prequel, just retconning so many things from the original, I can't stand how they portrayed Mike and Sully. Like they just yeah. were, they where they were just bitter. Just they were bitter. I was like, it, yeah. I was like, why? Why would you? Because that's that is a typical thing, right? It's like how they met each other, but right. I just I I because Natalie wanted to watch it again recently, and so I. I, I turn it on. I'm like, let's give this another try. So I've watched it two or three times since then. And I'm like, yeah, this movie is not good. It's just not good. <laughs> it's just, it's so frustrating. The ending is frustrating. Um, but mostly it's the relationship between those two characters where you have yeah. Mike and Sully just at odds with each other. And, and what that I'd say very close second is that so much of what they're doing in that movie is not portrayed in monsters, Inc. You know, the right. fact that uh, Mike knows so much about scaring because that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a scarer. That is not portrayed at all in Monsters, Inc. Like, he should be coaching solely on all these things. Like, that idea of their shared success. And also, at the end of the movie, they start in the mailroom and work their way up to becoming, like, scares and techs. It's, I don't know, man. It's just, you brought up the buddy movies and, like, how they're at odds. I'm like, yeah. It's like, let yeah. that movie. And that movie sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Now there's another one too. How long was it between? Mm. Let me see. Monsters Inc. was 2001. 
Monsters Inc. Two was 2013, so 12 years. Yeah. So What's up with that? That's a big old gap. Yeah. Like Same thing. Gap. Yeah. Right. Same thing. Like with Incredibles and Incredibles Two. Yeah, um, there's just absolutely. like. Some of those, like, I don't mind, especially when it comes to Pixar, because Pixar likes to try and find the right story before they go and yeah. make make their movie. Like, they're really big on that. The random ones, like Bill except, and Ted, you know. Except Monsters, Inc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, DreamWorks? No, that's Pixar. It's Pixar? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't understand the the such the desire to be like, you know what we got to get back to? Like, they've been trying to make a Goonies sequel for years. It's like right. why, and it, and at this point, I would argue, has your time has passed? Mm-hmm. Like Goonies, Goonies was such a unique, it was such a movie that was rooted in the time it came out, and it, perfectly so. It mm-hmm. was such a, it holds so much nostalgia, and at this point, that's all you're capitalizing on. It was a unique story at the time. Now, you're just capitalizing on the nostalgia, and it's how many years later, you know? Yeah, it's it was. Again, I don't know too much, but I mean, it was these young kids going on an adventure, you know, and how many movies have we seen since then where young kids going on an adventure? Like, what right. are you going to bring to the right. to the story? I mean, like, it's it, it seems well, it, like just such it a inspired a lot of movies like of it, it was I, I would think that's like one of the grandfather movies for all of these coming of age teen buddy movies coming along. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things where. It's just, it's someone that's like, we're going to cash in. That's where I feel like that business is gross. Like, you know what people really like? Nostalgia. Right. What's one of those movies yep. that you think about all the time? We ought to redo Goonies. It's like, fuck you. How can we saute nostalgia up and shove it down their throats? Well, that's another one. Like, you, you put together this amazing um, list of movies that have, like, had sequels that have come so much later. And, and one of the Far ones... too late. One of the ones I see on there is Wall Street. Like... Right. That was 23 years later. What a weird movie to be like, you know, we need a sequel to is Wall Street. Like, right. what? I, I just I couldn't. You know who we should revisit is Gordon Gecko. What's he up to? I mean, part of it is, you know, my initial thought was that time period has passed of like the idea of Wall Street. But, but I mean, greed is definitely around. It's just yeah. kind of taken a little bit of a different form. Right. So like. It's it still exists in that regard, but I'm like I don't feel like that is nearly as like that particular story about Gordon Gecko. I don't think that's relevant anymore. It's like it, what's Gordon no, Gecko up to these days? Captivating, yeah. No, because at that time that movie was so impressive because it was capturing kind of like that insight of like what what is it like or what is that portrayed world like of being on Wall Street and just trying to is you know the idea of greed is good and. What does it mean and what can you do and all that sort of stuff? Like it's, it's such a, a strange place to return to because a lot of these things too sort of they're they're a product of their time. Because like the next one you have is Dumb and Dumber 2. Like Yes. That not, type of not comedy. Dumb and Dumber Er, yeah. which was the prequel that came out early two thousands. Yeah. But with but, Dumb and Dumber Two. Yes. The third in the franchise. <laughs> It's like, I don't know, like when it's it's like comedy and that sort of stuff exists in that time period. It's like a little time capsule yeah. of, of what's happening. And I don't think it makes sense to be like, hey, remember? I mean, maybe it does. I mean, I, there's no hard and fast rule for this stuff. But when I see no. that, I'm like, that movie was a very 90s movie. And that yeah, humor well, and- was very 90s. Yeah. 
and the thing is, like, I will to this day, I will go to bat and and argue vehemently that to, that it is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I that is for me, that's probably my top ten comedies of all time. I really love that movie. And every time I go back and watch Dumb and Dumber, we're talking about the original here. Every time I go back and watch that, I actually catch as I get older, I'm catching jokes I missed in previous viewings. And I'm like, fuck, there's there's some really clever lines in this movie. For example, uh, if if you if you can go back and watch, uh, I mean, you find it on YouTube, but go back and watch the scene where they're in the hot tub in the motel and they're having the conversation when you're younger. It's like, oh, this is funny. But as you're older, there are so many throwaway one-liners that go right over your head. I rewatched it about a year ago, and I had to pause. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, <laughs> I do not remember these lines. Yeah. They're so good. And then, you know, 20, th- or 20 years later, two decades later, a generation later, <laughs> you have these two guys coming back so visibly much older. <laughs> still doing the same comedy and it's just retreading all the tropes that, that they knew. And it just, you, you looked at it and go, you don't need, like you're not saying anything new or funny. It's your, it's how, how close can we get to replicating the jokes we had? Not, what's the funniest thing we can write? And I think that's the difference with that for me. Well, I think that's what's tough about those kinds of movies too, which is why I tend to, shy away from some of the comedies is like it's not grounded in any way shape Mm -hmm. or form that is just bonkers and there's a there's a place for that sort of stuff right like those kinds of comedies but now at days as an adult i don't gravitate towards the insane like i find real world application of things much more entertaining and much funnier like Like the avengers well exactly or judd apatow films right a lot of his stuff has it's firmly rooted and grounded in something and it's like oh that's entertaining because i know that guy and again, Dumb and Dumber was a hilarious show, a f- hilarious movie for me. Like I was when you brought up one of my favorite scenes, and there is the hot tub scene, because yeah. one of the throwaway lines is she wrote me a John Deere letter, right. and I remember my dad laughing his ass off because I didn't get it at the time. I go, "What is that?" He goes, "It's supposed to be a Dear John letter. It's like yeah. it was a thing that people would yeah. write, and just, just." Just so, yeah, I got. She wrote me a John Deere letter. It's like, what? What the fuck? These yeah. guys are so dumb. Like it. It's just completely absurd. But again, just referencing, you know, Harry or Lloyd, you're alive and you're a terrible shot. Just, you know, or the whole like, what are the chances of you and I? It's like, you know, one in a million. He's like, so you're saying there's a chance like just right. Exactly. There's so many great things that these guys are so oblivious. Jim Carrey walking out of the bar and there's that that framed newspaper article about landing on the moon and it's 1994 or five. And he walks out and he stops and he double takes. He goes, we landed on the moon. Wow. And he's so impressed. Just again, this guy is so clueless. Yeah. It's such a, it's of that time, you know, the height of in living color and the height of, uh, you know, the Chris Farley, David Spade era of SNL and, all that kind of humor, the Seinfelds. And it was that kind of absurdist humor, but set trying to set the absurdist humor in reality. And mm-hmm. there were so many things that were battling that line. And it was, it, it, 
it worked then. Yeah. And we're in such a different place now. Like a lot of our movies have gotten yeah. the Dark Knight and and so much stuff has grounded these superhero movies and these other things in it's like, well, what would this look like if this really happened? You know, because you think, yeah, that, that's a good point. Because you have a whole new generation. You have a whole different group of folks that have lived through different circumstances where I tend to look back in the 90s. And my perspective is like that was a very positive time in the sense of like our country, our movies, our media, you know, yeah. things were very much like you had the the eco economic boom. You had a, a lot of stuff was going on. And so our movies, I think, reflected that there was a lot of uh, America. Fuck. Yeah. Like action yeah. movies. Um, Look at all the any of the action movies, like the over the top sequences they had. And everyone. Yeah. Was like, the, the guys, people running away from the explosion and the theaters going, yeah, that's my hero. Yeah. And it's, it's, it was, there was just a lot of that sort of stuff. And then you can't, and that stuff was born from that time. So then going to the next one, you'll list like Indiana Jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull. Like that. This one, this one hurt more than any other one on this list because growing up, I, I wore my VHS out of Indiana. I loved Indiana Jones so fucking much when yeah. I was like, that was my movie. Yeah. Like some people are like Star Wars, Indiana Jones were my movies. And when that one came out, I was like, I don't know about this, but we'll see. And I walked out of the theater going, motherfuckers. That's, we didn't need to do this. It's such a forgettable movie. I remember going to the theater Ironically, Shia LaBeouf was in both Money Never Sleeps and Indiana Jones Kingdom. Of the I, I'm seeing the fucking trend, Shia. There's, we find one more and we've got ourselves an unequivocal <sighs> problem here. Um, Is he going to be in Bill and Ted? I don't know. Maybe. All right. We'll see. We'll have to keep our eyes out. But I remember going to that movie because I went with my mom, my brother, and Jill. And I just okay. remember just being like, this doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same. Right. And, and, what and was it? I think part of it was there was some CG in it. And there's 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 been some. some <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you want to amend <laughs> Those <that> monkeys <laughs> weren't real. <laughs> it was just such a. Well, first of all, it had aliens in it. So let's just Those start. Let's start there. weren't real. Let's start with let's start with the fact that it ends with aliens. Like, that's the thing. <laughs> like, never, that never. A, that a. a, a, a what is it, a Mayan or Incan temple completely uproots itself? Ugh. Yeah, not good. Shia plays a young Rufus, says Jerbus. Sir Loin says the ants. It's thank just, you, Sir Loin. It's, that is a fun bit right there. Just thank you, Sir Loin. That's all I want. I want that as a, as a sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Sir Loin. Thank you, Sir Loin. Um, it's just, it, it was such yeah. a tough thing because, again, I remember how I felt. I went to see... Uh, Last Crusade in the theater when I was a kid. Like, did you really? Yeah, I remember seeing all that sort of stuff. And then again, movies built and, and done at a different time in place. It's hard to capture. That's why I think Star Wars has struggled a lot. You know, or trying to re recapture that magic of what it like, what what that is, and what it is. And we've seen it through different decades of how it's changed. Right? I mean, you look at. First Star Wars, you know, New Hope, and then you go to Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and then you take that break, you go to the 
the the prequels which have a very different feel it feels very much like the 90s and early 2000s and then you get the newer stuff which is a little bit darker a little bit grittier you know like it's it's one of those things where you know it's you're trying to tell the story there's nothing wrong with that but I, for me as a viewer i feel it like i there's this it's that horrible feeling when you're in a movie and you're like i don't like this like that's the <laughs> one of the worst yeah. feelings i'm watching a show right now on netflix it's a kid's show and i'm trying to decide whether or not i like it i'm watching one now it's called the dragon prince it, it kind of okay. reminds me a little bit of avatar the last airbender and i'm sitting there i'm going like i'm like do i like this though because there's some stuff in here i'm like this has a lot of potential a lot of potential but then there's moments where i'm like i don't know man i just don't know there's 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 a little too much silliness but then it's like it goes dark and i'm like okay i'm on board then i'm like what the fuck are we doing right now like where is yeah. this going what's happening um but i'm just i hate that there's this little little guy on my shoulder it's like i don't know man this could be a giant waste of your time i'm like uh and being don't in the theater this. don't reinforce this like watching Prometheus and just having that feeling sink into my stomach yep. as I'm watching it, just being like, God damn it, this movie sucks. <laughs> yep. I, I, it's how I felt sitting in Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Like, yeah. that's exactly, I was like, oh no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Because it's like, because I remember the, the intro, like, you get to see Indy, and that's the thing, is Harrison Ford looked old. You know, he was, he's very old. There was old. no hiding that. No. Was no hiding That's that. why they keep talking about doing another one. I'm like, guys, let the man live his retirement. or Let him go. Let him right. go die. All right? Stop Stop having him fly planes. Let him just live his retirement. Like, geez. Like, I just, it, then it also starts getting to the point where you're like, how many adventures is this guy going to go on? You know? And not <laughs> that, this guy just saw aliens. Oh, my God. And we're, of course, we're forgetting. The nuclear blast and, and being in a refrigerator, you know, like how can we forget uh, that scene? It was plausible. It was very plausible. <laughs> very, very plausible. And it's one of those things where you're like, uh, you know, yeah. so it's tough. It's tough to, you know, and the next one you have on the list is The Godfather Part Three. I've seen that movie I, one time and only one time, and I'm like, I'm I good. I almost didn't put it on the list because to me it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. I I firmly take the stance in most conversations that I people go to Godfather Godfather Part Three and I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I never heard of it. I didn't watch The Godfather until like much later in life, and um, fair. someone was like, "You haven't seen it yet," and they lent me the their like their their DVD, and I'm like, "All right, cool. I think it's time to check this out." And I fell in love <laughs> with it. You know, Indiana Jones and the Medicare Part B. <laughs> Indiana faces his greatest uh, greatest adventure yet, traversing the uh, United States medical system. Do you know what I've done? Do you know what I've seen? I've fought Nazis. Sorry, sir, you don't qualify. I'm sorry that you this have cancer. Wanted, but this is uh, what adventure? Because you hid in a refrigerator during a nuclear. Why nuclear were you at the nuclear facility? You shouldn't have been there. That was that was a quarantine zone. You shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been there, Indy. Oh it's, my God. I belong in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you were saying that they lent you the DVD later. Yeah, and I fell in love with with Godfather, and I actually would argue that I think Godfather Part One's the better, better one of all. A lot of people say the second one is. I, I think the yeah, first one's the best him. for me. It's been just enough years to where I couldn't make that distinction at this mm -hmm. point. I had to watch them again. But. Um, you know, I watched the third one. And it just, it again, it felt off. It felt weird. Um, yeah. Obviously, for very, for very obvious reasons, the stuff that felt weird. 
Cousins, yeah. cousins doinking will do that. But you know what? We watched know. we watched Game of Thrones being like, Woo! Thank you. Fuck your sister. Whoa. You know? Oh, yeah. Get it. Buddy, lo- Buddy loves his sister. He loves her. <laughs> it's like he wants to be with her. It's like, okay, that's cool. Uh, I mean, 16 years later, that's a significant amount of time from part two to part three. It's just, you also have to take into consideration too, like, are these... I, and I don't, I don't have it in front of me how far apart one and two were, but you also have to take into consideration where are these actors in their lives and can they still connect? Sure, you, one could argue that's that's part of their, that's a big part of their job, but like, are I feel like a lot of times actors will take roles because they feel a connection with that character, that role at that particular point in their life. You've heard a lot of actors talk about like this role came along at a time when I was feeling this, that, or the other thing. And it just seemed like I could really, I understood where this character was coming from so I could portray that. And it was actually cathartic for me to do this role. You know, 16 years later, that's a long fucking time. Can these actors still fully lock into where these characters are? Well, I would say that to a certain extent, um, I kind of liked that you had an older Al Pacino play because it was, you know, um, God, I forgot his character's name, but Cor- Corleone. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever his character's name. Michael, Michael there it is. I was like, Anthony. I'm like, that's not it. Uh, but I mean, it, Don it, honestly. Corleone Jr. Don Cor- Donnie Jr. Like, because the one thing I did like about that movie, from what I remember was it of it was his idea of legacy and what he wanted his legacy and his family's legacy to be, which he was so mad that his son became a theater kid. And he was like, God damn it. Like, why are you in theater? And the idea of like who was going to carry on the family name and, you know, you know, his ended up being his his nephew was the one who was going to do it. And just like the idea of like you saw you kind of saw a full circle almost what happened between his dad. You know, his his dad, uh, Vito, was like, I wanted us to get the presidency. I want us to get this. And. Michael's like, we'll get there, Pop. We'll get there. And he's trying to do the same thing. He's trying to set up his family and his generate, you know, the his his yeah. his children up to be successful and to have that kind of power. And then to have his son be like, I want to do opera. And he's like, No, you can't do opera. He's like, But Dad, I love it. He's like, God damn it, man. Do you realize what I've done? Who I've right. killed to make sure that you could basically be a crime boss? God do damn you, it. Do you know how <laughs> fucked up my life has been? God damn it, son. Like, yeah. Jesus, do you not understand what's happening here? Yeah. So in that regard, like, there, there's some good stuff. But again, it's like, ugh, you know. Sir Lloyd says, I don't know, putting Harrison Ford in more films will probably keep him from killing himself in a plane crash. It's true. You're not wrong. You're not but wrong. I feel like Harrison Ford just plays himself these days. Like, we, we got, uh, what was it? it was, he was in uh, <laughs> Secret Life of Pets 2. Which is also not a good movie at all, but he plays a curmudgeony uh, dog, farm dog, and I'm like, this is just Harrison Ford playing himself. Like, I don't right. hear a character; I hear him just being like, uh, "Don't do that." Like, what? So the kid goes up in the tree and falls down. Then he learns not to not to climb up the tree. They're like, "We didn't write that, Harrison. Can you read what's on the script?" This is what the dog would say. This is stupid. Just what are we doing? Read this and get out of here. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> He's just turning into Clint Eastwood for no reason. Get off my plane. Um my plane. Just I I the only thing that really makes me happy is just I know how much he doesn't like Star Wars. So the fact right. that when they finally the killed thing. him, I'm sure he was like, Woo! 
but then he came back again for the ninth one. I, when I, as soon as I saw him on screen, I'm like, oh man, how much do they have to pay him to show up for this? Because I, I was like, the budget. I was like, he, I know he did not want to come back. Like you just know can, he's like, no. If I can pull a quote, mm-hmm. just when I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Because <laughs> I was like, oh shit, they had to fork over a lot of it. Like it's only gonna be one day, Harrison. Just right. one day. No action, no running. You literally just have to stand and talk to your fake son. That's all we have Can to ask you. Fly a plane. <laughs> no, you can't fly a plane. We need you to stand in front of a green screen and say a line. Yeah, I so. want to fly. <laughs> all right, fine. You can fly. Whatever. What's up, D. Cochran eighty four? We're talking about movie sequels that came out way, way past their time, uh, and we're about to yeah. talk about Jurassic World, another movie that came out that I couldn't give a shit about. When it came out, I'm just I, like... I'll say this. I I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I think Jurassic, Jurassic Park 2, Jurassic Park 3 were shit movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was the only real, like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, the first new one, the first Jurassic World. Yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, I, I enjoyed that one. Again, I was like, all right, yeah, we're making a, a genetically hybrid thing to make it uh, scary, big teeth, whatever. I get it. It's okay. I, I enjoyed Camouflage. it. It was a good it's <laughs> Camouflage <laughs> Dinosaurs. Uh you know, I it was a good popcorn movie. Past that, eh. Like I it was for me it's one and four and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I love about D Cochran eighty four is this is the practical stuff that I really get into. It's like, let's be honest, who the hell would insure a new Jurassic Park? And that's really what my problem Obviously, was. Obviously it's farmers. It- <laughs> It's AIG, baby. We've seen this. <laughs> so we ensure this. I, I look at that and I see, um, I just, it, it, when I saw the obvious story, which was, we did it again, and it also went tits up again. Um, <laughs> daisy. I was yeah. like, cool, didn't we already do this? Like, I mean, we're, we're, we're pretending that the, we're like, yeah, all that stuff happened before, and we're doing it again. And in, in fact, it's canon, and these people are still going to make the same mistake again. It's like, ugh. Yeah. In their universe, they know the mistakes that were made. And they did them anyway. Because why not? Because money. I don't know. I was just very, yeah. to me, I was like, ugh. And the thing because is, I love Jurassic Park. Sleeps. <laughs> we're going to tie all of these together. Like, I just, I, the first movie is very special to me. I remember going to see that one in the theater and Slotty says the state of Florida would do it. Yep, that's very true. <laughs> and you're right, D. Cochran. Uh, now that you mention it, we do kind of do things on repeat as a people. We absolutely do. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, you know, as far as the story goes, I'm like, you guys literally told this like 20 years ago, like, and we're doing it again. It's, it's Star Wars, though. Like that's the same thing happened with Star Wars. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Right. But I mean, like, I think that's the other thing is that, like, when you're going to have something come out so far removed from the previous one or or the the last well-respected one of the series, uh, you know, I think the only thing you can do, especially when there's been some stinkers in there, is you're like, well, let's go back to the thing that worked. Let's try to at least re maybe we can like tweak it to make it feel new again. But let's just relay the same groundwork because 
we know that that's a tried and true formula. Which is a great segue into the next movie, which is Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. And I mean, really... years after the previous one. I mean, we could really just say Terminator in general. I mean, that just constantly is... I, I mean, whenever I Terminator pops up, I'm just like, cool, a machine is hunting somebody. Got it. Like, right. just convoluted. And I mean, Jesus, I mean, you want to try and draw the diagram of the time <laughs> loop and whatever they've done. And yeah. the second one stands up to this day. Like, this, <clears throat> Terminator 2 is definitely a, a monument of um, special effects and story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's... Fantastic. I've actually never seen the first one all the way through. I've only ever seen the second one from start to finish. The first one's kind of tough to watch because it definitely is like this is an 80s movie, but it's still okay. really good. It was just, I mean, it was again, it was one of those movies that didn't have as much budget. Um, sure. So there's yeah. sequences so where you're like, that's uh, obviously a mannequin that's cutting out its eye or whatever. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty obvious, but it's a solid film. And if you, again, if you put yourself. <clears throat> Back to when that was, it's pretty original story and pretty terrifying yeah. of what it oh, was. Yeah. And um, you got Michael Bean in it. That guy is the best. I love that guy. He's so good. He was also in Aliens. He was. Mm-hmm. He's such a good actor. But it was a really cool concept. And then Terminator 2, of course, played off on that. And then it's just like all the other ones. And the one Terminator movie that I thought I had a lot of hope for was Terminator Salvation. That was... It was one with Bale, right? Yeah. Because I yeah. loved... The trailer and originally had an awesome ending and it got leaked and then they got nervous and they changed the ending to the shit yeah. that we got um which is really unfortunate but that was like interesting because it's it's kind of almost like bill and ted you know face the music in the sense of here's john connor he's existing in the future the machines are attacking and it's like john connor's supposed to save us but we're getting our asses kicked What's going on? And it was kind of cool. Yeah. It was kind of cool to be like, oh, this is the story about John Connor in the future. Like, that's yeah. that's a really cool thing. And it's just did not. It kind of not. examines the the idea of what, you know, what it's examining the idea of the prophecy. Yeah. Like the prophecy was John Connor was supposed to mm-hmm. was supposed to save us. And we've seen this canon. We've seen this thing happen through all these movies. And now we're going to go, OK, well, let's question why do we keep having these movies? And it kind of takes a look at itself. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the idea is fresher, if you will. Which, by the way, I hate a movie with a prophecy. That's one of my favorite yeah. lines is in the Lego movie, where right out the bat, uh, uh, Morgan Freeman's character is like, "There's a prophecy," and Will Ferrell's like, "Oh, great! Now there's a prophecy." Like that's just that sums up how I feel when it's like, "There's a prophecy that's written," and I've seen it. It's written in fate. I'm like, I don't give a shit about your prophecy. It just seems like a giant cop out. But to answer Jerbus's question, when he said, wait, wait, what was the original ending for Terminator Salvation? Originally, what was going to happen is that John Connor was going to die. Because at the end of the movie, he's hurt, he's wounded, needs a new heart. And the way that happens in the movie is there's another character played by Sam something. Worthington? Sam Worthington. Sam Australianson. And he... Jared, you might know him. You might know him. You probably know him. He's from Australia. And he's actually half man, half machine. And in the movie... He sacrifices, he gives his heart to John Connor, so Connor can live. And then um, in the original ending, John Connor was supposed to die, but Sam Worthington's character was going to take his skin and put it on him, and he was going to be John Connor, which I was like, whoa, wait, that's amazing. Like, Because who would have thought that a machine would have been the thing that was leading the resistance? But 
the machines were going to flip a switch, turn him bad, and he was going to kill everybody. Essentially, I think what that did was that would kind of kill the whole franchise altogether. But I love the idea of that. That's risk-taking. In, in yeah. about as risk-taking as you can get in a blockbuster movie, right? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I would 100% agree. You're literally, you found a way to organically change canon. Yeah. Like, like without I, full retcon. Like you're, you're, you're weaving it into the fabric of the story. That's very hard to do in a very bold move. I liked, I didn't necessarily like the fact that the machines would have won, but I love the idea that John Connor, the reason why John Connor was so awesome was because he was part machine. Like that yeah. to me was like, that's why John Connor was able to lead them to success because it was actually a machine in human skin. He understood everything. He, cause he's part machine. I was like, that is like, Oh, that's so, so first, cool. So first you had this symbol and then it changed into how the, the, it morphed midway. The metamorphosis is into the and, actual leader. And we as viewers are the only ones that know that. The audience, because right. the rest of the people don't know. His legend continues, but right. it wasn't actually John Connor. It was a machine. Machine. That um, that actually won. And that that that's still, I'm like, God, that what a great, what a twist. Right? That's such yeah. a wonderful twist on that, yeah. which is so good. But then, of course, you go back, continuing on with the, oh, we've got a formula. We're going to do it. Scream. You know, Scream 4. <laughs> I didn't. I honestly don't even think I saw Scream Four. I, I <laughs> might have seen Scream Three, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are the those those movies. Just it, with most horror movies, after one or two, you're just like, I'm good. Well, the first one was so unique, you know, in a sense of. Again, we keep hitting that point. Mm -hmm. These movies, when they first come out, the first ones are very unique. Mm -hmm. They're breaking some new ground somewhere, some new idea. Yeah. And because that one was unique because it was like there were two bad guys. Like, <laughs> it was like, wait, what? And it was right. it was unique. And I still didn't understand and they all were the, the good guys up until the point they were the bad guys. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. It was, I don't know. It was very, and then that, that story I know just got convoluted because it all was because the main woman's mom was a whore apparently that slept around and everyone hated her because of it. I don't know. Yeah. It was just like, eh, okay. That old chestnut. That old, <laughs> that old. You know, that's a typical, you know, trope. Ah, main character's mom's a whore, and then everyone hates her because of it. You know, <laughs> the 90s, am I right? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. And then you have Toy Story 3 on here, which is interesting, because I haven't seen it, but I know people like it a lot, and it came I out so much later. I liked Toy Story 4. I struggled with Toy Story 4 a little bit. I like Toy Story 4, but I also don't have much... I don't... Wait. I don't... Did Toy Story 4 just come out, or was that yes. 5? 4. Okay, four just never mind. Out. Did not see four. Not a fan of three. I liked one and two. I know I've seen one. I don't think I've seen two. I haven't seen three. So, like, I came into it because we went to go see that because it was last summer. We were in the Ozarks, and we had a rainy day. Right. And I was like, I guess we can go see a movie. I go, oh, Toy Story 4 is here. Let's go watch it. And we went to some shitty fucking theater who, in the middle of the movie, the movie stopped. And it just stopped. And then, like, the lights came on, and we're like, what the fuck? And, uh, and then they came out, and they essentially were like, hey, uh, you guys are going to have to tell us where you left off because we don't know where it left off. So we had to yell up to the booth. We were like, a little further, a little further. You know what? That's good. We'll just start there. We'll just start there. It was, it was awful. It was so Go bad. Too far. Roll it back. I was so mad. I was like, who? This has only happened. This you know, I'll tell you where it was. Where Warenberg Theaters. If anyone knows where that is, Warenberg. 
it's the thing like whenever they play right before the movies they're like Werenberg. they whisper their name Ugh. awful the last Not time I went to one of the Werenberg movies I went to was my brother and I went to go see some forgettable ass time travel movie I forget what it's called but the whole Predestination. movie it was all blurry like it was just slightly out of like, focus out of, the oh, whole movie horrible. and they're like basically like we can't do anything sorry if you like, we could give you a coupon for the next time. I'm like, we're leaving tomorrow. Like, this does not. So we sat in there and watched this blurry ass movie for the whole time. Like, it was just turn the worst. The front of the thing a little bit. It was just like we can't fix now, are it. You sh- are you sure it wasn't an artistic choice? Uh, for that movie, maybe they're like, we're doing you a favor. Don't watch this. I'm just saying, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't What's know. the name of that movie? Cannot remember it. Oh. Do you know about what year it was? It was in the 90s. <laughs> they should probably do a sequel. <laughs> you know what? We're uh, we're just about due for a sequel now. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was It, it was, was a time travel movie. Essentially this guy finds out that his dad is in the past. He's an archaeologist, so they go to like medieval France/England. They travel there and they get into some wild adventures. Uh I don't do not remember anyone in Twitch. If you guys can remember what that is, I don't even remember who's in it other than the guy that plays the dad. Timeline is that what it's called? Timeline. Oh, Look it up, Doug. So bad. That is. That sounds like a real rough timeline. Movie. timeline. It is. Wait, no. That's Paul Walker, Gerard Butler. What's it called? Where are you? Wait, is it? Time <laughs> timeline. It is sucks. It- Gerard Butler was. Was that the one we saw? No, it's it's 2003. <gasps> You're right, it is. It oh, is. Yeah, is I didn't one. realize Paul Walker was in this. Oh, oh, oh no. Boy. I'm going to have to watch. I'm keeping this tab. Oh, up. boy. A group of archaeologists become trapped in the past when they go there to retrieve a friend. The group must survive in 14th century France before they can escape back to the 21st century. I remember this. I never saw it, but I do remember the trailer for this when it came out. Oh, Gross. Oh my God, guys! Good news, it's on Hulu. If oh. you have a subscription, and if not, you can do a free seven-day trial. So get on that. Oh man! Tell us how it is. It is not good. Oh, <laughs> a, a group of archaeologists and combat combat experts, led by Chris Johnson and Kate Erickson, use a 3D fax machine to time travel back to France in 1357. <laughs> Do they fax, like, do they go through the machine? How did they, what is It's what 3D, is Justin. It's a 3D fax. So, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you answered my question. In hopes of retrieving Chris's father, Professor Edward Johnston, and returning safely to the present, no such luck. Fending for themselves against marauding hordes of medieval French warriors at war with the invading British, these semi-intrepid travelers find their body count rising, and the deadline for their return home is rapidly approaching. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's a big oh, boy. <laughs> so Slotty goes so Stargate. <laughs> Apparently, m- multiple people have read the book in the stream, though, so they're saying yeah. the book is worth the read. I can't remember That's who wrote it. The who- Mind Gap uh, Book of the Month Club. Yeah, right. Go read Time Travel Timeline. Time, time Travel Timeline. Time Travel Timeline. <laughs> time Travel, colon, Timeline. Timeline. <laughs> the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> Do you uh, think that do you think that movie was built around some company like IBM was trying to make a 3D fax machine? 
and they're like kind of similar to what was that movie that was made Jurassic Park around... <laughs> right <laughs> where they were like no, the we can pull the DNA made... out of fossils and make dinosaurs the movie that was made strictly around uh, we had talked about it a while ago it was made strictly around um, merchandise it was a toy company that made the movie Disney <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that's the one. I mean, which movie? I mean, take your pick. <laughs> no, there was there was a movie that uh, I think Rob brought it up on the last time he was up here. Uh, there there was a toy company that basically they were responsible for a specific movie being made, and I cannot remember what it was. And later it came it came out that it was. Eh, it doesn't matter. Fuck it. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Moving on. Next up, we've got Men in Black Three, which. That was a decade after the last one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big old, that's a big, I remember going to see the second one with my dad. My dad really wanted to see it. And I was like, this is not a good one. That's for sure. (laughs) And, uh, then I saw this one. I'm like, I just, again, men in black is a very nineties movie, right? That came out in the nineties. Like that was, here come the man in black. Like it was came out in 98. It was that was your that is yeah. such a quintessential '90s movie, and it fits so perfectly into yeah. that pocket right where it came out. It was like this is the movie that this is right what it needed to happen. Yeah, I love yeah. it because right now the uh, <laughs> the chat's talking about if we were to go back even a hundred years, it'd be nearly impossible to talk to someone due to slang and connotations with certain words. And not to mention, I've said this before, you wouldn't Here be able go. to eat Here anything. Because the bacteria back then would ravage your system. You would have just, if it Not didn't kill you. hundred years. You would, if you went back to 1357, you would That's just be. a hundred, Doug. I'm saying he's talking that even if we go back a hundred years, you couldn't communicate, let alone going back to the year 1400. Oh, I could communicate, see? <laughs> I speak for, perfect hundred years ago. You're, you're the bacteria. You would be bleeding out your ass, like just nonstop, man. That thing would, you'd be so dead. And not only that, how are you going to communicate? You know, what are you going to say? Like this. Top of the morning to you, sir. Tapa, tapa, tapa. See? <laughs> They'd be like, what Mer. the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. Can you deep fry that steak? Meh. Meh. But, yeah, Men in Black, that that's a franchise where I was like, we're good. That, that franchise good. is a one and done franchise. Yeah. I have not seen the the new new one, I guess. Is it is it supposed to be a reimagined Men in Black? Is it supposed to be a, is it a reboot? The one with Chris Hemsworth. I think and, it's a um, it's a sequel. Just, oh God, she played Valkyrie. What yeah. is? Hold on. What I hated about that was they had international. That's what it was. Men they, in Black International. Which is hilarious, considering you're dealing with, uh, you know, Tessa Thompson. Okay, sorry. Aliens from all over the universe, but it's international. You know. <laughs> uh, but you need the uh, the Paris uh, branch of uh, Men in Black, yes? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> we say hello by licking each other's testicles. Hello. La, 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 la. <laughs> um, but yeah. that that's what really pissed me off is in the trailer they had a Thor reference with Chris Hemsworth where he pulls out a, a, a hammer and like I'm like why would you do that? Like why would you reference it's Wink. like get it? He was Thor. I want to know how mad Chris Hemsworth must have been like to be like, all right, now you pull up this hammer and you hold it up. He'd be like, come, come on, come on. I'm, I'm more than this. Come on. So guys, I'm sure it's like, I'm pretty sure we're going to get sued. <laughs> do you want this up? Do you want this happening? 
I know. Disney's don't. too busy. They're too busy. Disney's too busy to, to pay attention to anything like <laughs> that. Look at that. I think that was a Sony movie too, wasn't it? They're you like, know what? It might have been. Like, you know what? You guys have fun with that, okay? Sure. Have fun with it. Yeah. Sony's like, oh, we got him good, right, guys? We got him good. Right, boss? <laughs> we get him. We get him good, boss. We get him good, boss. <laughs> yeah, and the last one I got on the list here is this one was also a very uh, this was a painful one for me. It was the Boondock Saints to All Saints Day. Uh, Boondock Saints was uh, coming in, uh, through high school like we just binged that movie all the time. Any chance we got, we would get together and we would we would watch that movie over and over and over again. And we were always like, oh, they should make a sequel. It was so good. And there was rumblings about it. and There was rumors. And then a decade later, they finally made it. And I was like. Ooh, it looks like Sean Patrick Flannery spent 10 years in a vat of, of you know, like oil or something. He just looked <laughs> puffy and not healthy. And they were, it just wasn't the same. You know, they had killed off Rocco and then they brought someone else in to try to replace that character. And everything was uneven on it. And it was just a sad. Did you have you ever seen either one of those? I saw Boondock Saints, I think, in college, and I was so excited for it because everyone was always talking about it, the prayer and stuff that's done. And I think Eric actually, he and I used to play World of Warcraft, and he would do he would <laughs> before he gonna... before he assassinated people as a rogue, he would yeah. type that out, and his character and would Shepard say that, and then he'd start be, yeah. he'd start stabbing him from behind. And so I was like, oh, this sounds so cool. And I watched the movie, and I, I guess my expectations were just off from, yeah. like, what I thought the movie was and yeah, what it was going to be. I remember watching it being like, what the fuck is this movie? Because I thought these were, like, two legit, like, badass action heroes, but they're kind of like a bumbling fuck-ups who get into trouble. And then, I don't know, man. It was just I mean, not... They're, they're vid yeah, they're, I would, yeah, I wouldn't say they're bumbling fuck-ups, but they're they're not your polished... They're They're two people who take up the, the role of vigilante in their s small area of Boston and basically are like, we're just going to kill as many crime bosses as we can. And it's not clean. It's not pretty, but it's, I, I would say the thing is if this were to go down, this it would probably look more like that than yeah. it would like a, uh, you know, like it was more, I, I liked it because at the time I didn't, I guess I wasn't able to put my finger on it, but I'm like, oh, this is, this is indie filmmaking essentially. Like this is <laughs> yeah. very low budget. They did what they could with it. And, uh, you know, whether or not it holds up today that I'm totally open to hear that argument. But, uh, you know, at the time I definitely, it, it holds a special place in my heart from a nostalgia standpoint. That sequel came far too late. It's funny because you talk, you know, just real quick about expectations, like another movie that was the opposite of that, that someone was like, you need to watch this movie. And I looked at the cover of the DVD and I read the back and I was like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it was the guy who actually was strongly suggested this was Water Speech, who hangs out on the channel here and there. It was Donnie Darko. Like he was just constantly like, dude, you have to watch this this movie. And I just, the, the, the cover art for it does not do yep. it justice. And it was just like Jake Gyllenhaal holding an axe. I was like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, right. he sees a bunny and the bunny's telling him the future. I'm like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. I watched the movie and I was like, whoa, this movie's yeah. heavy. Like, this is crazy. And I was completely enthralled. I was like, this movie's amazing. Like, they, their marketing department did a terrible job. Like, just with this, <laughs> it's not good whatsoever. And I just remember the longest time he was like, dude, please just watch it. I was like, go fuck yourself. I'm not watching it. Like, this seems like a giant waste of my time. But one of the things I regret, you know, taking so long to watch, I was like, ugh, that's actually 
pretty good. Yeah. But I... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, let's bring it back to Bill and Ted, face the music. Yeah, well, I was going to say, there's there's so many that we that we that that aren't even on this list. Like, there's Blues Brothers 2000, <laughs> there's Crocodile Dundee, Ugh. Los Angeles. There's Clerks 2, there's Rocky Balboa, there's All the Die Hard, there's Rambo, Tron. I mean, the yeah. list just fucking goes on. You know what pisses on. me off about Tron? You know, like Tron Legacy? Mad Max Fury Road, which that one was all right. That one was pretty good. You yeah. know what pisses me off about Tron? Is that Tell me. Tron is just such a... He's not. He's barely in the movie. <laughs> Tron is a character. He's Never barely seen. in the movie. It's like, it's like this movie's named after this guy who's not in it. It's like what the fuck? Like I liked Tron Legacy visually. I liked the soundtrack and everything about yeah. it. But I was like, where's Tron? Like I remember watching the original Tron movie as a kid and not understanding a goddamn thing that was going on. All I knew was the games that they would play in it because there was an arcade game at our Pizza Hut. With Tron, we could do all these things, and so like I knew. Look, Tron. I, I have references for. I this. was like, I didn't realize so till so much later that the main character Jeff Bridges wasn't Tron. That Tron was actually a separate character, a side character, yeah, in the film. And so like when I remember, I was like, when they were redoing this, I was like, oh, this looks amazing. It was is beautiful, and um, I was like. This will be interesting. And then I, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wait, by the way, th there's Tron. I'm like, why is this movie called Tron? Like, he's not in it. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. Doug came out and he's like, this doesn't compute. I'm like, wait, what? This yeah. is so strange. And it's been so long since this other movie's come out. I'm like, I don't remember the backstory or anything. I'm trying, but I don't get it. The uh, There was one other one on this other list that I found that I didn't even remember uh it was the, the oldest one that i've seen thus far 35 years between the original and the sequel 35 years blade runner 2049 oh yeah interesting have you seen the original blade runner i have tried so many times to okay. watch that movie and i just don't <laughs> like I, i've started and i'm like and for whatever reason i like ridley scott yep. i like harrison ford i like james edward almost i like Rucker Howard. Howard. Uh, I love all that sort of stuff. But I was just, for whatever reason, whenever it was on, I was just like, I'm out. And I would just yeah. peace out. And I so when, when they're like, Blade Runner 2049 is coming out, I'm like, I have no interest in watching this like, cool. because I didn't want, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I don't need to watch it, you know? So I, uh, I, I, I think it's funny that Harrison Ford keeps getting dragged into remaking these movies so many years after and he's just like i'm an old man i just want to rest well and not only that it's like ridley scott i saw something the other day it's like he has ideas for more alien movies i'm like just stop put it down put stop it down right now just yeah. stop like <laughs> that franchise has been diluted to hell like just right. stop like no more please just come up with something new ridley yeah. you got you have to have more ideas come on man Come on. Slotty says, but turns yeah, I, out Harrison Ford is shit with money, so he can't say no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to buy fuel for that plane, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> you got to buy fuel for that plane. Um, yeah, so, but again, bringing it back to, uh, bringing it back to, to Bill and Ted. So Bill and Ted faced the music. Yes. 29 years after Bogus Journey, which is a weird one. A very weird one. What... What do you think? What do you think is, is it something that's going to be kind of like these other ones where it was like, Ugh, you know, or do you think it's going to be something that recaptures us again? Uh, 
No, I I don't think it will be something that recaptures us because what they're going to try to do, I think, unfortunately, I think they're going to try to kind of late literate with cameos. People are going to show up and go, why are they in there? And mm-hmm. it's going to be it's very similar to have you seen Get Shorty? No, but I've seen the sequel. <laughs> You've seen Be Cool. I have seen Be Cool. So I I fucking love the movie Get Shorty. Uh-huh. Uh, it's such a fun movie. Be cool. All I could see was I'm like, why is Steven Tyler here? Why is this person here? Why is this person here? You are sh- you are wrecking all of this. You are shoehorning these celebrities You're in there. You're ruining all he's this. Not even, he's not even playing himself. Who? Why? What? Why is John Travolta here? <laughs> and I mean, there were moments in the sequel which were gr- which were good, but I feel like. They, they, again, they tried to to do something with the same idea and they didn't. Mm-hmm. Rec- I think it's going to be the same thing with this is that because it deals with music, they're going to get rock stars who shouldn't be acting and they're going to get pop icons that years from now are going to be a dated reference. And I just don't think it's going to, I think they're going to really try to force everything in there. Now, I'll say this. Will it be, w- could it be fun? Sure. I'm sure it will be like, well, that was, that was amusing. That's fun. I I don't think it's going to be um, as big of a smash as a lot of people are hoping it will be. Well, because also, well, first of all, Slotty says hologram George Carlin, or we could just, you know, let's just cast George Carlin. We have the technology, you know. We can do it. We can Talk do it, man. We're on it. Let's just do if James J- Dean. James Dean, let's bring him in. Yeah. Let's get him some more roles, you know, Why under not? his belt. Imp- improve that IMDb a little bit. But, you, you know, I think Bill and Ted are also such a product of that time period with the way that they speak. Which was common in the 80s and the 90s with that, uh, what is it? That the valley. That the valley stuff. Valley, yeah. Wild Stallions beat Nickelback in a battle of the bands is the conclusion, says Slotty. <laughs> Look, here's the thing, Slotty. I wouldn't be mad at it. I'll just say that. I wouldn't be mad at it. I think you said on something, too, which is we shouldn't be expecting Oscar-worthy you know, right. film here. This is going to be silly and fun and everything like that. I, but my, I think if you go into it with that, yeah. you're going to be far better. I think that's what people are expecting. But for me, yeah. it's it's something that just feels out of place in this time period. To some, yeah. I mean, again, I think I can definitely um, look at the whole, hey, you were supposed to do something great. How come you haven't done it yet? As we're aging, we can yeah. definitely, I can definitely be like, oh, have I done something great yet and these guys yeah. are like you were supposed to be awesome and now look at you you're playing for two dollar beer night for 40 people like what happened to you so there's definitely some stuff that i can connect with there but in general it's one of those things where um i'm like mm, i don't know i don't know yeah I, I, i'm not gonna rush to see it because again i don't think it's something that i'm super into still or really have much of a connection to anymore so you don't want to. You want to make this our first uh, uh, out of quarantine outing together to go rush to go see this. That's first person in line, dude. If I'll come out to you. If you're coming out to me, we're gonna go watch Tenant. That's what we're gonna do. We're not watching that. <laughs> Tenant's gonna be garbage, by the way. Bill and Ted all day. All right. Well, okay. We'll. I I don't know what to say to that. Don't know what to I don't say. say. I was gonna say we'll see, but I'm like I don't have a dog in this fight. Like. It's it's subjective, like as to what's good, right? Oh, we'll see I'm about that. Sad. I'm gonna do what I can to make sure that this happens. I'm like, what am I gonna do? Like, no. Like, I'm gonna be on Rotten Tomatoes as soon as I'm allowed uh, to be writing those reviews. Uh, all my all four of my accounts. All four of my accounts. I'm passionate about this. I'm gonna gr- round out that curve. 
I do think there's one plot point to the Bill and Ted story, though, that I do think is interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had to do with... Oh, yeah. That could have been the Wild Stallions, Stallions playing that. Stallions. You don't know. Yeah, right? The Wild Stallions. <laughs> it's just... It's just, it's an entire <laughs> band of people who cosplay as Stalin. And they're just very serious. They're, yes. All of them have mustaches. They all have mustaches. Um, they're very serious. <laughs> they force you to like their music. And if you don't, <laughs> they kill you and make your family pay for you will the burial. For us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so... So today, uh, in honor of everything we've been talking about, unless someone has saved up five thousand and they want to, <laughs> if they want to drop it now, you've got five, four, three, two, one. Okay, all right. Cool. So in honor of everything we've been talking about, uh, we did not talk about the new Top Gun, uh, Dave. That's another one. Do we need it? Yes, but <laughs> did we have it? probably not. <laughs> That's another one where I'm like, um, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so uh, in honor of everything we've been talking about today, uh, the throwdown is going to be <clears throat> Bill and Ted versus Lloyd and Harry. Ooh, it's from Dumb, Dumb and Dumber, Dumber <laughs> versus uh, versus Bill and Ted. I feel like my instinct is Bill and Ted. Um, because while they're not the brightest, I mean, we've seen Lloyd's capacity to kill. His aim is terrible. Like he doesn't understand what anything is. Now they have yeah, but they sheer have the wake of bodies. They have sheer dumb luck on their side. Like sure, the god of fortune definitely you know favors them, and in a lot of ways. So that's definitely in their favor. But I feel like. I mean, Bill and Ted have survived going back in time. They captured uh, Genghis Khan. They uh, survived the medieval age. Like, they were crafty enough to get in and out. I don't think we... We don't see... We don't necessarily see them kill anybody, but I feel like they have more of their wits about them. D. Cochrane forces Bill and Ted... Uh, the Dumb and Dumber guys are capable of killing by accident, not intentional. Bill and Ted have never shown but a killer instinct. Also, they also have showed intent to kill, too. They've accidentally killed, but they have also showed intent to kill. Slotty I, says, does, does get, death get to tag in for Bill and Ted? <laughs> 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 they did show intent to kill, right? Because he does come in with a gun, so I guess that's yep. there. But, I mean, who's the... Because, I, I mean, think, they, I also, think... they also fight against their robot selves, you know, in Bogus Journey, you know. <laughs> Very true. They, they survive true. hell. They go to hell and make it out. I mean, that's got to count for something. Uh, in his dream, Lloyd did rip a guy's heart out of his, a chef's heart out of his chest, put it in a doggy bag, and gave it to him. <laughs> Dave says, to be ah, fair, shit. Bill and Ted have John Wick, so... <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm tired of John Wick swooping in and just settling all throwdowns. Right? I'm tired of this shit. Oh man, uh, it's it's uh, yeah. I feel like I, the fact that they were able, they've gone to 
They've gone to the otherworldly areas. They've gone to yes. other time They've periods. They've literally gone to hell and back. Yes. They outwitted beat death. death. They beat right. death. They beat death at multiple games. Yes. Mind you. Yeah. I, I, my initial reaction was Bill and Ted for that exact reason. They have seen far more shit and had far more excellent adventures <laughs> um, than, uh, than the Dumber and Dumber guys have. While Dumb and Dumber has sh- killed and has shown the intent to kill uh, and do, 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 do have Dumb Lunk on their side, I definitely think, I, uh, regrettably, I do have to give it to, I think, uh, I think Bill and Ted. I agree. <laughs> I think they're the winners. But, and so. also, it just John Wick. I mean, you can't. I love that if, if, <laughs> D. Cochran for says, I wish John Wick had shown up in the portal scene in Endgame. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's you've a cut seen, of that. The, yeah. You've seen the memes, right? Yeah. Where it's just like, they're like, they made, they made Thanos kill a dog. It's like, what was that? Like, yeah. You'll see. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, also too, if they can get that telephone booth to, to travel, not just in history, but if they can jump dimensions, theoretically, they could jump dimensions, grab John Wick and bring him back. And that's all I'm saying. It's possible. It's possible. So are we saying uh, Mr. Bill and Ted for the win? Yep, Bill and Ted for the win. Bill and Ted for the win! And while we're at it, someone has cashed in a dab, so why don't we go Uh-oh. ahead and... To the left? I'll tell you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I think you sneezed! That's how oh, I damn! Am. <laughs> You're not... I'll tell you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you close out a show. There it is. There it is. Woo! That was fun. So good to be back. So good to be hanging out with you guys. Um, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Uh, So I'm going to take it back to a little bit more serious point. Uh, We talked about earlier some of the books that I had been picking up and and just things to kind of educate yourself. Um, I would recommend two books. One of them is uh, titled uh, White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism by Robin uh, uh, J. D'Angelo. And the other one is called The Torture Letters, Reckoning with Police Violence, specifically in Area 2 of Chicago. I will say that this book is is extremely graphic and not an easy read, but very important to if you're a taxpayer in Chicago, I definitely think that you need to read this book and, and understand what's been what. Just what's been happening? That one is by Lawrence Ralph. So I would recommend those two books. Very cool. I'm going to take it to a lighter place and say that uh, thanks to my brother recommending this, uh, I downloaded the free game Valorant uh, last Friday. It's a first-person shooter. Uh, It's kind of in the vein of Counter-Strike with a little bit of some Overwatch sprinkled in. Uh, We played a lot over the weekend. Kind of mildly obsessed about it. Um... And who knows, maybe it'll pop up in a video game stream. Who knows? Oh we'll see. Boy. I'm just super, that's a pretty competitive game. I don't want to be like, hey, watch me suck ass for a 40-minute round. Like, enjoy. Um, Doug, I've watched you suck asses before. And? Rate your experience from one to five. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say. Oh, man. I... Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's I've really enjoyed it. I play with uh, my brother, uh, friend Rob, who's been on uh, the stream before, as well as some other videos, and uh, Dave's friend Nick. 
and we've had some pretty good success. Like we're still learning the game and stuff like that, but uh, it's it's been pretty good. It's a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. It's free. It's free to play. It's from the that's makers. My, that's uh, in my price range of people that do um, uh, League of Legends. So you can check it out. It's fun and uh, highly recommend it. So very cool. So gang, reminders. All right, here's your homework. Video game streams, Saturday nights, 8 p.m. Central. We're doing Jackbox this weekend, so come hang out with us. Come play along. We're going to be silly. We're going to be playing Quiplash 2. Like I said before, it's like a quicker version of Joke Boat, so we'll be getting through it having fun. Um, also, don't forget our new merch. We've got the I Will Haunt Your Butt t-shirt available now, as well as the Retro Mind Gap t-shirt, so go check those out. Thank you all for hanging out in the stream. Uh, don't forget to do all the lovely things that you do to support what we do. And then also, don't forget to check us out on all our social medias at MindCall, at MindGapPodcast uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Also, check out our YouTube channel where we post all of our episodes as well as our highlights and clips and all that good stuff. And don't forget to follow Justin online at his social medias, which are... On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcast, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcast, wherever you can find and consume the old podcasts. You can subscribe to us, rate us, review us, share us around. And the big one that we always ask is please share us around. Grab a link from your favorite episode or grab the main link to our website and throw it on your social media and tell people, hey, you should check these numb nuts out. They're funny, funny ha-has. <laughs> yeah. I did uh, it. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap. And uh, keep an eye. Uh, uh, or we're in the we're, we're coming up. We're closing in on the final uh, final weeks of the um, uh, short script contest. So 2east8th.com slash short script contest. And you can submit your uh, short script. We can get you can get some feedback on it and uh, uh, potentially have it uh, chosen to be produced by 2east8th. We've got a really fun thing that we're working with uh, Smoose Entertainment, our friend Adam Smeestead, his company. Uh, we're doing a quarantine project, and that's moving along at a really very fast clip, which is very nice to be creating something fast uh, as opposed to creating things slow. So uh, be on the lookout for that. And uh, I had one more thing that I was going to say. Oh, if you guys come up with something, if you hear us say something or an old episode and you're like, hey, you guys had that really stupid quote you said that one time. Uh, or currently, if you hear one, you're like, that'd make a funny shirt or mug or whatever. Let us know on social media. Call out what the quote is, and we might take that and put a graphic and put that on something that you can buy. A mouse pad. I don't know. We'll uh, see. Or we do a bunch of uh, really ridiculous fake ads. If you have a particular yes. favorite, let me know. I'm going to try and design. i got one I want to design right now that is going to be almost like an actual like company logo that I'm going to try and put and throw on there. So if you have one in particular, someone suggested the, you know, the mouthwater one that I did a long time ago. We've been doing these for over a year. I don't even remember all the ones that I've done. I know we did like the cult of Jim Varney. That's about the only one I really remember off the top of my head. Gorilla juice, I think was one like gorillas smash their own orange juice, the pulp. I don't know. I made a lot we of dumb to, shit. We need to man. go back and document some of this. Part of me was thinking I should write these down as we're doing them. It'd be yeah. useful. But I'm like, I don't even remember all the ones I've done at this point. So, yeah. but if you have one, uh, you know, do that. And also, special shout out to our friend Drew Dole. And he now has a child. He has a baby boy. Very proud of him. Very happy for him. He's been hanging Maxwell out here Daniel. quite a bit. Maxwell Daniel. It's a cool dude. He's a father now. So, shout out to him. Good dude and all that and sort of stuff. And congrats to Jamie as well. 
Oh yeah. You know, she did the work. So she did. She did the work. Yeah. So uh thank you all so much for so thank you listeners. Oh, thank you, Twitch. I fucked it up again. Uh and thank you, Justin. Hey, thank you, Doug. You all be awesome, stay safe, be compassionate, be em- empathetic, and uh have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.